welcome to the Divine Feminines podcast and channel. I'm your host, Steph Desar, and in today's episode, we are talking dream world. Your dreams, what they're about, can you dream, do you remember your dreams, how powerful your dreams can be, and all of that great stuff that happens when we close our eyes at night. And I'm so excited because, as you know, I haven't had any guests for a while, but I have the lovely Connor Malcolm, also uh, the CEO and founder of Dreamfruit. Hey, Connor. Thanks for having me, Steph. You're very welcome to be here. No, it's great to be here. It's great to be here. I obviously respect what you do with Divine Feminines, and I think the topic is super fitting, so I can't wait to dive in on dreams. And now I have to do the obvious sort of usual intro. Before we get into it, you have to hear this one. Why like and subscribe this channel? Because we have great stuff for mind, body and soul. You can catch the Divine Feminines on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. We're also on Instagram and TikTok and that's Divine Feminines with a Z. But on YouTube, we are now with Divine Feminines with an S on the end. So we also drop bonus content on Moon and Portal updates and some really cool stuff. So YouTube has some extra stuff um, compared to the other platforms as well. So you just want to like it all. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the best idea, isn't it, guys? You had that perfect step. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, um, so dreams. Okay, so I want to start getting into this. Um, we can go in complete freestyle because I think that this is the essence of this um, topic. And Connor and I felt like it was uh, a good idea to talk about this because we constantly share this shared uh motivation um interest and just always trying to unveil and understand our individual dreams and we share our dreams a lot yeah yeah so i think it's even a good idea to recount our last dreams yeah okay should we start with what was in your last dream then Mm, yeah Yeah, okay you go first because by the way guys i just gotta say this connor's dreams they totally like squash my ones. Like mine are not because it's exciting. Like if you want to go by Connor's dreams, that's like a like a Steven Spielberg, you know, it's like a Hype Williams music video. And then there's Steph and there's some cool stuff, but it's just not as cool as Connor's. So we'll go with Connor's first and then you guys can decide. Do you know what? I don't even think it's the fact that mine are better or cooler. I think I just I've got a way of remembering dreams or remembering parts of dreams that I think I didn't used to be able to remember like and recount like all of a dream because we dream so much through the night and so a lot of people don't actually or a lot of people think that they don't dream but they just don't remember their dreams but good I've point. just become um, quite good at remembering my dreams and the last one I had was and, and also the dream sticks with me now throughout the day and I keep on remembering bits of the dream throughout the day um, so the last dream that I had, uh, I remember everybody was going to Greece. I don't know why they were going to Greece, but uh, yeah, everyone that I know, including Steph, were going <laughs> to Greece. My brother's gone to Greece. Uh, people that I used to go to school with, uh, new friends that I've got, they were all in Greece. And it was almost like there was a, some kind of crisis because my mom was calling me. She was saying, make sure you go to Greece. Make sure you... And she was already there. And I didn't have a way of getting to Greece, um, but I knew I was going to get there. There was and no so planes? There was no, planes weren't even, they didn't even come into the, into the, into my mindset. 
There was just no, I didn't have a way of getting to Greece. Everybody had somehow got to Greece, whether they teleported or whatever it was, they were just <laughs> in Greece. Yeah. And um, I didn't have a way, but I was like, yeah, mum, I'm going to get there. Don't worry, I'm going to get there. Um, and I remember going to uh, the, the seaside and I was with somebody all of a sudden and this person, I knew they were like a, a spirit guide oh, because wow. I was super comfortable around them. And they said, right, we're going to sail. And I was like, yeah, we're going to sail. So they jumped onto this raft, and that's what it was. It was a raft with uh, a bed sheet as a sail. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't think we were going to get far, but I just trusted the, the person that, that was with me. They didn't have a face. They didn't have, I, can't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what they looked like. They were just there with me. And they told me to be calm. And I remember the um, sea was choppy at first, but then when they said be calm, the, the sea settled and um, yeah, it, it was a lot smoother. And then at a certain point, we just transitioned from this, uh, from this raft to a, a bigger boat. In fact, it was, it was more of a ship and we were sailing in the ship and I was truly comfortable then, but I also knew that it took more work to make that ship sail. There were more things in, involved. There was not a bed sheet as a sail, there was a proper sail and mast <laughs> and everything at that point. And we sailed off. And that was the, that was, I'm not going to say the end of the dream, but that's all I remember. And it stuck with me through the day. And uh, I think we'll get to this, like, at some point in the, in, in the video. But um, it felt like it fitted in with a theme of dreams that I'm having at the moment, which is around war and a military feel, but a safe and comfortable military feel, mm. not like a fear-based war, not like what you would imagine World War Three to be like, but there's been a lot of war dreams that I've had recently. I'm not trying to encourage these dreams, um, I'm just recollecting what I can and yeah, I mean, it fitted in in some way. I can't tell you how. Maybe it's what happened after that I can't fully remember, but it just fits in that and that beam. That is so interesting. Like I said to you guys, his dreams are very exciting. So I was clearly in Greece, and um, my name's Greek, so maybe that's another reason why I was out there. But it seems like we were all over in Greece. Maybe, maybe there's something happening, or maybe that's prophetic even. But um, that's another thing I want us to touch on. Um, I'll share my dream because I know it's gonna. You're gonna tell me. Well, what was your dream? Um, but we're gonna touch on uh, what it means to dream because uh, you dream at different stages in your sleep. So there's when you're just nodding off. You're almost going into that moment of falling asleep, but you start to have some dream, and you might remember it even before you actually like, go into deep sleep. The deep sleep. So three phases: nodding off, deep sleep, and then waking up. And um, each mean something. So we'll come back to that anyway. Um, but a couple of things. You mentioned spirit guide or and, you know, and that presence, but feeling safe. And not first not knowing how to get there, but then having the support of like a spirit guide. But being on your own, but then still having some kind of support as well as your own navigation. And then getting to, getting to where you needed to get to. Mm. So... Metaphorically, it's almost like maybe a depiction of, I'm not trying to analyse the whole thing, but this is why we're here on this episode, because we want to understand more about dreams. But what I'm feeling is, you know, you walking into unknown territory right now. And by the way, Colin's from Dream Through, and I just like, 
if any of you guys know that, that this is a, a, a tropical fruit business that he is um, re, like reinvigorating. It's going through a whole rebirth and it's a, like a, a new launch of the, of the brand and it's its whole proposition, the logistics of it, the community it's creating. So there's a whole new journey and that in itself is taking a leap into a new direction for the company, for the community, for what you're doing. It lines up with your mission work as well, but also that would be a personal jump as well, not yeah. just a business jump. So I don't know if there's a metaphorical thing going on there where, you know, and then because your mum was like, everyone's in Greece, everyone's there. It's almost like everyone's got, everyone's going to be there with you. Everyone wants you to take this journey. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they're there, they're waiting for you to just like, to do what you're doing and they've got your... So that it could be that as well. I, I hope you don't mind me sort of throwing that Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, definitely uh, true. And I think as well, the fact that we uh, went on this raft and we were sailing to Greece um, is also synonymous of the fact that it's a journey and it's a learning journey. So we started off in a small raft. Now, um, the vessel was so small that it doesn't take much to actually to, to direct it and to learn how to, to coordinate it. But um, it's, it transitioned into a larger ship and uh, that takes more coordination to actually run that. So um, that's the whole thing of the, the skilled sailor um, as well. And, and something that I think is quite important is the fact that uh, when I was told to be calm, the, the seas settled. So what we can't control is the sea around us and, and, and the weather ultimately. Uh, we can only choose to be calm in that. And when we're, we're calm, we have that, that level of clarity that gives us the ability to, to better navigate and move forward towards, our, towards our, our goal. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And sometimes I feel like you have the dream and you recollect it, but you need to like allow it to marinate and just sit with you a bit and then you get a bit of a better understanding for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, like I, I remember parts of the dream further in the day and, and what we do as well is we voice note each other our, our dreams and then Steph's perspective on my dream might open my mind in a new way yeah. and vice versa so yeah. I think that's quite important to do have a dream buddy <laughs> and share yeah. a dream with, with um, somebody yeah dream communities need to be a thing right now I think it's a powerful way of understanding what's going on in your subconscious brain because that's very much connected to your subconscious brain dream activity sometimes things that are happening in your waking world will play out in your dreams and and it helps you to understand better understand yourself is there something that you need to address is there fear are there fears are there things that might need a bit more of your sort of conscious attention in the waking world or are you being shown a prophetic dream but remember i said that there is stages in the dream world where you'll know if it's prophetic or if it's like a deep subconscious message or something playing out some sometimes it just you receive things that are playing out as scenes of conversations you've had and it's almost just that's what's been sitting in your subconscious brain because that was at recent events and it's not necessarily a meaning but sometimes if there's fears or some challenges in those recollections pasted into the dream world might show you where you're holding some kind of fear or uh resentment or uh, limitation or something like that but yeah so we voice note and this is really interesting because sometimes I'll voice note Connor and I'll just 
have to just blah blah because I know it's my <laughs> way of, and then later on in the day when he's listening to it or something he'll be like yeah okay so this is you know I'm seeing this or this and I think having the dream buddy is really cool and especially if it's like one of your tribe because it makes more sense right you're not just going to share your dreams with like any old Tom Dick or Harry like Connor and me a tribe so he understands the sort of mission I'm on my journey and I understand his and then he knows what goes on in like my day-to-day of like, oh, she has a career, she does this. You need to know a person as well and understand them as a person. I think once you've got that, like, you can share. And we've got another friend, Oslem, who sometimes shares her dreams. And we'll come on to that because we have to shout her out because um, there's a lovely story there, but I don't want to say it just yet. Um, But I feel like Connor helped with that that unfolding for Oslem. And I know that Oslem's going to be like, oh, you guys mentioned me on this episode. And we love you. But again, like we're sharing our dreams and it's just a really cool way of like understanding ourselves and and navigating the journey. Because for those that are like really committed to spiritual growth and evolution and ascension ultimately the one constant thing in that is change and then as you keep changing you're stepping into the unknown consistently and the value and the insight and the wisdom that can be gained from dreams and through meditation and through just seeing signs and synchronicities then becomes this whole magical kingdom of navigation yeah so yeah so speaking of magical kingdom i had a dream so I, had, I want to talk about two because I want to talk about the one the day before, which was a really funny one that I had. Um, it was really short and I feel like it, it was a prophetic dream. Mm. So then we can talk about what prophetic dreams and how that happened. Okay. So the first one, last night's one was, there was a few different scenes, but the main one was I was in this land. It wasn't Greece. I don't know if it was Greece. <laughs> um, and it was a beautiful land maybe like an enchanted kingdom it looked green it looked beautiful just like big spread of greenery and it was large but there was this feeling of like we're gonna get caught we're gonna get seen or when we're gonna get caught we're gonna get seen or they might see us or they might realize that we're here so well we're not supposed to be there but then there was no one dangerous there there was no one um scary there was no like fights or guns or anything violent um but it was that sense like i i definitely felt that emotion it's important to also try to recollect the emotions you remember you've remembered to have felt the sentiments so then all i remember was like there was people around me but i don't know who they were like i have dreams and i know certain people are there but this one i think you might have been there connor oslem and like some of the friends and some of the tribe and maybe family but it wasn't specific people like doing stuff. All I remember is then I went into this place and it was like almost like a little hideaway, but like a tent. And what's funny is it wasn't a tent like the tent that we had last week because we did a we did an event. We did a full moon in um, Aries event like a week ago, literally. And it was in a tent and it was a very sacred space and everyone absolutely loved it that vibe and that that feeling and we cultivated such a beautiful energy shout out to everyone that came to that um what a like honor to have done that as a tribe with us and uh, and with everyone but it did feel like that but I'm, I'm getting the color red so i'm remembering that it was a bit red inside there so anyway we went into this 
place and it could have been a tent but it was just this place and it was safe and it was nice and then there was other people there and we were just like oh this is like a and it was almost like this is like a healing spot this is a space for like you're safe here this is a very protected environment um so maybe that is a representation of what happened last week with the event because the event is in busy london hidden away a lot is going on out there. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of things that can pull you off your timeline, pull you off your path, um, and that can kind of take away, you, you lose your power to. Um, but then when you're going into the tent, you're consciously saying, I'm here, I'm present, I'm showing up for myself. So maybe I was playing out some of what is the essence of, of what the event has created. Yeah, and I also think as well that certain times when you make... Uh, moves towards that are in line with your true north in in real life. Uh, we don't actually realize the impact and the gravitas that that event actually has. And so, on a on a broader level, that dream could be a representation of the fact that you've you've got many people to come into a space that um, is is safe for them, is healing for them, is upgrading for them, and that isn't just. The, the 25 people that we had, um, but it's, it's actually representative of the masses that yeah. you're, you're hearing. Um, and, and your dream's almost like a reminder and an affirmation that that was the right thing to do and that is the right path yeah. to, to, to follow. Yeah, and also, you know, no, I really like that. And also, of those that came that day, they're consciously healing themselves, but we know that as we heal, we shine brighter, we elevate, and then we go out, out into the world, and that has an impact on others, our friends, our family. Mm-hmm. So that is the amplifying effect, right? Like, so, yeah, no, no, that makes a lot of sense. It was, it, was, it was an interesting dream. But the other dream I had, so the day before last, my builder knocked at the door earlier than he was supposed to, and I was like, ah, I could just hear the door, and then I was like, I ran to the door, and I was like, hello, what are you doing here? He's like, you said eight. I said, no, I said eight thirty. He's like, shall I go? I was like, yeah, you go and come back. He lives next door, guys. I didn't just send him back home. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have like, go, go, go sit in your, your van. We'll go get a cup of tea. But I'm going back to sleep. Anyway, I knew I was not going to be able to really sleep. I think it was just before, I didn't really get to sleep actually, but just before he knocked on the door, I did just remember that split moment of, the dream I had, and it was, so this dream was just before I woke up. It was like at the precipice of waking up. And that scene was me picking up the phone, calling Connor and going, hey Connor, 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 are you okay? Is everything all right? And he was like, uh, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm all right. And I was like, yeah, because you know, I need to let, let you know, like the energies are quite intense right now. And they are. I mean, we've just come out of Mercury retrograde, but we've had a full moon in Aries. We've had 10 temple. By the time you guys are watching this, uh, we're going to be in eclipse season, which is literally around the corner. Um, new moon in Scorpio and eclipse season, but very positive shifts. So lots of uh, movement. There was the moon opposing Jupiter, right? Um, recently. Is that is that right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Mars? Mar- Mars yeah, and Jupiter, sorry. Yeah. Moon with Mars opposing Jupiter. And we'll soon have Jupiter going into Pisces. Oh, po- that's a very positive shift. Even the eclipse is positive shifts if you are doing the work and you're 
consciously choosing the right alignment for your soul. But that was the message. I was like, no, you know, like the energies are heavy. I just needed to check on you, see if you're all right. You know, there's a lot of upgrades. You might be upgrading right now as well. Um, and then he just coughed. <laughs> um, but basically, I think that that dream was prophetic because, and I only realised this just before we recorded, um, me and Connor were just preparing and I was like, he was talking about his throat's been playing up as of yesterday, right? Mm. So that was after I had had that dream. And and I remember when he said, oh, my throat's been playing up. I had a throat problem and I was feeling a bit weird. And I said, oh, I'm going through an upgrade, right? It's part of like a, a an ascension upgrade. And I said to Connor as well, I feel like sometimes I get it first and then others get it afterwards. And then I feel like I'm phasing out of it and you're phasing into it. Mm. And in the dream, I was literally saying that to you, wasn't I? I was like yeah. calling you going, oh, hey, the energies are kind of intense. Even though when I did get the throat thing, I didn't feel like it was intense. I just felt like I was struggling to sleep at night. I was breathing through my mouth. There. And I haven't done that in a long time. Very, very long time. And I'm asthmatic and I don't really suffer from asthma anymore. I think it's because I'm vegan and I eat loads of your fruit. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Dream fruit. I'm like, yeah, dream fruit. Don't go to the UK. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're dropping that one in. Anyway, Divine Feminines. At Divine Feminines. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a perfect dream. So, coming back to when you dream. So, they say when you're nodding off, that's normally, if you remember that part, those dreams, that's kind of mainly what's happened in the day, isn't it? What's kind of been ruminating from day scenes and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think... Um... And you, when you go through the night um, and you have your rapid eye movement, sleep, um, and you, go, you have dreams there, I think that's what people really struggle to, to remember those dreams. I mean, you remember the dreams when you're, when you're nodding off because your brain is more, is more awake. Um, and so you've still got more mental faculty to keep hold of, of the dreams. And then, as you're saying, the prophetic ones are as you're, as you're rising. And I really like that because... Um, I try to have fun with dreams and I like, I want to know, I want nuggets of information. I want, I, I like getting those gems that I can actually relate to things that, that relate to my life or the people around me. Cause sometimes you might not be dreaming, your dreams might not necessarily be relevant to what's going on to you, but they might be relevant to someone yeah. close to you or someone that you've got, um, some kind of reality agreement with, um, that you're picking up on. Uh, but the dreams that are, are prophetic now, I think it was Einstein that um, used to uh, sit on a chair in a dark room, hold marbles in his hand, and when he nods off, he would drop the marbles. And so the, the bang would wake him up, and that was how he was trying to um, gain some, some insight from, from that prophetic state. Um, and it's also a state that you can have a lot of lucid dreams with as well. So yeah. uh, lucid dreams are um, dreams that you can control. Um, and people say, oh, you can't control your dreams. It's just thinking. No, you actually can control your, your dreams. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it takes practice um, and it happens differently for everybody. So for me, if I wake up, for, for example, like your builder woke you up. If I went and uh, did something, it, first thing in the morning when I'm still half asleep, like I've gone to the toilet and then I've gone back to sleep after that, I'll often fall into a lucid dream. So my brain will wonder 
and it will pick up certain things that um yeah my brain will project certain things that i'm thinking and they will project into the dream state and then i'll, I'll consciously think oh yeah like <laughs> I'm in, a, I'm in a lucid dream right now. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy this. Mm. Um, and there's certain things that you can do in lucid, lucid dreams. Um, like flying is, a, is one that people have fun doing. Um, I don't tend to try to fly, but I, I want to communicate with other people in the dream state as well, in my lucid dreams. So if that makes sense. So if you were having a lucid dream at the same time as me, yeah. I'd be wanting to have a conversation with you in a lucid dream so that we can wake up and be like, yo, Steph, did you get the message? Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that is really cool, right? That's when you can take telepathy into every state of consciousness, right? The, the sleep consciousness to the waking consciousness because telepathy is, isn't, isn't linear, right? It's happening at all times. Mm. I think that's an interesting point as well because um, I'm not going to get into the science of this of this too much, but um, the fact that space and time um, don't exist in the same way in dreams as they do in your in your waking state means that sometimes you can have a premonition and sometimes you can have that prophetic dream because you you've your brain is assimilating on on a level of non-linear time. And so you can reach into the future or reach it back into into the past in that in that dream state. Mm-hmm. You have to be obviously adept to be able to to really understand um, and and put a timestamp on these things. And that obviously takes practice. And one thing before I forget, I, I think it's super important to actually um, go to sleep with the intention of remembering your dreams and writing them down in the morning writing down first thing in the morning or voice noting somebody first thing in the morning um, and that's how you kind of build up the ability to to remember your dreams and that's how you also how how much of our, our lives do we spend sleeping I think it's a third mm-hmm. of our lives or something like that we yeah. spend sleeping um, and so if you become adept at remembering your dreams and having lucid dreams you're going to be able to actively control more that third of your of your life and yeah. in some ways live your dreams yeah yeah that your dream is your life and your life is your dream mm. yeah that, that that's a really good um point that you've made there around um the proportion of time you spent sleeping sleeping is a massive moment for us to receive healing upgrades um we all have a God spark. I'm not going to get into that in too much detail, but that's where we get, um, it's for a couple of minutes every night, where we, um, it happens when we're in quite deep sleep, and I think it's between, I don't know what time it is exactly now. I didn't prepare It's between this. three and five o'clock. Is it three and five? Yeah, yeah. I think it's around those early hours. And um, that's when we're getting a bit of an upgrade or just like being given um, a bit of a boost. I've got two God sparks, by the way, I found out. Mm. Yeah, because of my heart chakra, so because um, I give a lot and it makes a lot of sense, especially now with this whole podcast. But in the past, when I was doing a lot of community work, and apparently the timing that I was given the secondary godfark is when I first started to do the community events, okay. giving to big communities and making an impact on 
large masses of people and now it's still continuing but in a different way so yeah but the god spark gets charged up for a few hours a few minutes as well every every night but yeah that whole sleeping moment is a powerful energetic reset recharge replenishment and it's a great way to tap into where there is shadow work that needs to be done healing and where we can claim our power more and where we can use our astral plane to help our 3D life and connect with our higher self, which is astral plane, 5D, bringing, integrating, like, as above, so below, working with those energies. But I don't want to, like, completely get you guys that you're like, whoa, this is a lot, right? I don't want to... I'm saying this, but this isn't a lot. It's just, like, let's take it in little bits. Connor mentioned lucid dreams that you can kind of control. I want to get back to that one. And then also about, let's talk about, let's go back to lucid dreams. Let's get into it a bit more. Let's also talk about how you can remember your dreams because some of these guys might not be remembering their dreams. We can tell the story of Oslin, mm. the contemporary healer, at the contemporary healer on Instagram. Got to just shout her out because that's Soul Tribe. Um, she's our, our qualified holy Reiki master. Holy fire Reiki monster. Um, and, and that was a lovely story where she was remembering her dreams again. Um, but yeah, this lucid dream thing, right? I've had moments, I'm sure you guys that remember your dreams, right? I've had some moments. Some of those dreams are so good. I know there was a certain guy in that dream where I was living like my best life, but it was just so good. Like the the vibe, the vibration in that dream was just like, whoa, I want to stay here. So I get that in certain dreams and I get it quite a lot. Like there's been many moments and I'm there and I know that I'm coming out of the dream or I've come out. So then I go, I've woken up, but then I've held on to the essence of the dream still. It's not, I'm not completely left at that dream. So I kind of re-emerge and then I almost try to uh, pull certain strings to get back into that dream to continue whatever was going on. <laughs> it sounds a bit dodgy, but yeah, that is lucid dreaming, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely is. Especially when the dream's amazing though. You're like, oh, I want to stay here a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But there's a danger of lucid dreaming in, in the sense that if you get too excited, the fact that you, you're in a dream, you just wake yourself up <laughs> and the dream's over. Um, so there's a, there's a balance, delicate balance of uh, being comfortable with the fact that you're in a, in, in a lucid dream without becoming too excited and thinking, yes. And then before you know it, you just... You snapped out. Yeah, and your eyes are open. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that is quite quite interesting on, on the lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming front. Um, I think with lucid dreaming as well, you, there's, right, so there's, you've also got, I don't want to take it too far into astral projection, but um, there's a similarity between the two. Some people say it's the same, some experts say it's, it's the same thing. Um, I think there's a, there's a difference um, in that a, a lucid dream for me will begin at a random location. Um, an astral projection is an out-of-body experience that, for me, begins wherever I'm wherever I'm sleeping, um, mm. and so 
that's how I kind of distinguish the the two. But I'm, mm. I'm going. I'm sidetracking. Where where were we going? We're going. We're talking about lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. But we'll let's let's finish on lucid dreaming. And come to astral traveling and the astral plane and projections. So lucid dreaming, you really have to be able to be quite comfortable with your dreams, right? And remember your dreams. And because I'm thinking, like the guy for the guys, the guys and girls listening. Like, how do I lucid dream? Being able to consistently dream, remember your dreams, is the first step, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, being able to remember your dreams, writing them down, being conscious of when you're dreaming. Also, there's a technique where you try to remember your thoughts all the way up until you fall asleep. Um, and if you can do that, then you're, there's a certain point where your body goes to sleep, but your, your brain is still awake, and that's... I think that's like technically the, the area where you can lucid dream easier when your body's falling asleep, but your brain is still awake. Um, and that is also, um, I used to get this, I think you said you used to get this as well, uh, sleep paralysis. Oh yeah, I had it the other day, didn't I? Yeah, yeah you said yeah, 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 yeah. So sleep paralysis, um, I'll give you my experience Ooh, of... Some harsh ones, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you my experience of sleep paralysis. So this used to happen to me quite often when I was um, at college age. I used to hate it. Um, I used to uh, wake up in the morning. I didn't, being a teenager at the time, I didn't really want to wake up early. I just wanted to sleep all day. Um, and so I'd w- wake up and I'd drift back to sleep. Or I'd be coming out of a, a sleep state and I'll just be feel like I'm constrained. Something's like holding my hands down. I'm trying to move. I can't move. Trying to move my head. I try. Mm. I can't. Like, and I can just hear noise in my ears. Like a yeah. train is going past me. It doesn't feel nice. I'm very uncomfortable. And eventually you break out of it. And it feels yeah. like it feels like an age that you're stuck for. But it's actually a few a few seconds. Um, I remember bringing this up with a friend of mine at college. And he said, uh, yeah, you've got uh, a, a demon uh, riding you, basically. And I remember thinking, really? yeah, and it made it worse. And, and then I Googled it, sleep paralysis. Um, and then I remember seeing um, a picture of a little, a little ghost sitting on somebody's chest. And I was thinking, oh my days, that's, what, that's what's happening to me. Um, but the more I explored it, I had to dig deeper and I realised yeah. that it is literally just the fact that your body and your brain are at different stages. Yeah. So your body is asleep. It's like so, lapsing. I used yeah. to call it lapsing. Mm. I'm lapsing. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your body is asleep and your brain is coming, coming round. Yeah. And so you haven't really got all your mental faculty at to that control moment. what your body's doing. Yeah. That's why your body feels like it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hear things like shh. Oh, I'd, I'd actually have things like the other day, what I had was, and that was a bit mad, I had claws coming from my headboard coming to try and do that to me. Mm. And that, that was a little bit weird, but I was all right in the end. Because I know you said to me, oh, was it something to be feared of? Or was it actually, and I was like, no, it's actually claws. I don't think that the headboard was like just putting his hands just to try and, I felt it was like, oh, and I was like, no, and I and and so we spoke about that being because I'm really like, you know, this light body, really trying to really doing the work, really ascending and, you know, shining my light and my torch. 
that there will be moments of polarity where the darkness, which is not bad, wants to kind of pull me into the fear state. Mm. And I have a choice. And when that happens, I'm like, I'm light, I'm love, I'm light, I'm love, I'm love, I'm light, I'm protected. Okay. And I actually said in that moment when I was getting that paralysis that day, which was only earlier this week, wasn't it? Um, I said, Archangel Michael, come down and protect me. And then it just stopped afterwards. And then I think I voice noted it to you just so that I didn't forget. Yeah. 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 But when I was younger, I used to get it a lot. I, that was, that I used to get it a lot when I was younger. But I used to remember my dreams a lot when I was younger. Do you remember any of your dreams from when you were a kid? Yeah, I remember. There's certain yeah. dreams that I had that, like recurring dreams I used to get. Wow. Um, I used to get, uh, in fact, before I get to that, I had a dream once and it said, end of part one in the dream. And it was like, what? I know that you're watching like a soap and like you've finished like first half of the <laughs> yeah. Back to the future, about what about do? Yeah. <laughs> End of part one. I was like, what is this now? Wait, wait, what day was, when was this? Was you oh, younger? Yeah, when I was a kid. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I used to get recurring <laughs> dreams. I had an orange chair as a little kid, like I was like, like three or four or something like that. And I used to be hiding from the boogeyman under this chair. Um, and I used to have one. And my mum had a very similar dream to me that she used to, my grandparents, that's another point as well. Uh, my grandparents' uh, house, um, they used to have a table that was big enough for you to, for a small kid to, to hide under. And I remember my mum telling me that she had this dream and that she used to run uh, from, from that table into the garden and fly once she got to the garden and fly away from something. Wow. Um, and I had a very similar dream. I, didn't, I couldn't fly, but I remember hiding under the, the table and, and running. Um, and I think this was such an early age, I think, I feel like I could just about, just about sleep, just about speak at that, at that age. But, so I must have been about three years old when I was having that dream. Wow. And I, I know everybody's had a dream where they're trying to run and they're just running in slow motion. Like something's behind you and you just can't really pull yourself away from it. Like I used to get that one a lot as well. Or oh, the falling. Mm. And then you actually feel like you're moving in the bed yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I'm falling down. Yeah, mad. So we spoke about lucid dreams. Uh, what was the other bit that we said we would talk about? Um, astral projections. Yeah. So what's your thoughts around astral? Like the difference with the astral projections versus um, lucid dreaming and deep state sleep dreaming. Mm. They, they say, and I, I, I'm starting to, to understand this now, that um, all dreams are, are work on the astral plane. Um, when we go to, to sleep, it's like um, we have another life and we wake up into this other universe or it is like... A parallel universe. Yeah, yeah. Parallel, not just one parallel universe. It Dimensional. Be, yeah, there might yeah. be a thousand or an infinite amount of parallel universes and you go to sleep and you just wake up into another crazy universe where some some crazy stuff is go, going on um but uh yeah so i think um the main difference that i have in lucid dreaming and astral projection is astral projection um you is for me is an out-of-body experience where i'm actually in this environment i'm in this room now looking 
without using my eyes. And I had an experience when I was a child, I think I told you about this as well, actually, when um, I was in my bed and I remember I closed my eyes, but I could still see, uh, I could still see the, my bedroom and it scared me because I, it was a phenomenon that I'd never experienced and I wanted to be able to close my eyes to hide as a kid. Like I was a little bit scared of the dark. Mm. I wouldn't be able to like hide away um, by closing my eyes or covering my... I my, used to cover myself with a blanket. I still, used do, to that. Do. No, I still do that. Out of habit though, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, sometimes I do it because I do get a bit shook still. Yeah. Once or twice, super early. And that's, that's okay though, that's okay because I mean there's... These are really undiscovered realms and yeah. it's the unknown, isn't it? So it's just our, in, in our nature. And that comes back to if you're really emanating that light as well and you become, there could be moments where you are being tested. Yeah, of course. Of your conscious. The, 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 brighter, the, the brighter the light you shine, the heavier the shadow that you could potentially cast so yeah um that's just part and parcel of it but like you said you reminded yourself that you are the light i am the light yeah and from when you do that there's nothing that can touch you you just know that you you have that purity within uh the room you could be in the darkest of dark places but the light is within and you just remind yourself and affirm yourself of that to the point where you get goosebumps on your skin mm. you say it with such belief that you actually become that, that light. And I'm sure if anybody could see you at that moment, you would be um, a thousand watts. Um, so yeah, what I was saying before, uh, when I was a kid, I used to cover my, my um, the covers over me, but I could still see the room. And I realise now that that was an astral projection and I was unconsciously mm. um, astral projecting. Uh, in that moment <laughs> I've had a few other times where I've had an astral projection and I've seen like a green a really green hue in my room and I remember looking at specific things and um, noting where they are and when I came back round I was like okay I wasn't really consciously thinking that my shirt was hanging on on that exact hanger but I remember that from my astral projection that it was there Wow. I also had one where, I think I told you this one as well, uh, where I was like, I came out of my body and I was in the air and I was shooting air and fire uh, from my hands. Wow. And, Marvel. Yeah. Um, it was similar to Avatar, actually. Like, oh, that's it, Avatar, yeah. Because yeah. I was airbending or firebending, whatever they call it. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, uh, this is something I would have to, I would actually like to explore and experience more, uh, more. But it's only happened to me a handful of times, and I think with these things, we can't force it to happen too much. You just have to journey through your day to day as best you can and become the best version of yourself. And in doing that, the things that are meant to happen for you in the dream state, in the astral state, yeah. will, will happen. That's a really good point, and I think that. It's all connected for your. It's all connected with your five D self, your higher self, right? Um, uh, the astral plane is is basically that essence of you in your higher self, and your higher self knows a lot more about you, where you're going, and your true north before you even sometimes know. But when you're more connected to your higher self, 
it becomes um, all-encompassing and you're almost consciously embodying your higher self. I mean, it's hard. that's what we're ascending to, right? It's, that's what the whole ascension journey is about, really being fully integrated into your higher self and know your know your 3D self but know your higher self all in one so you can kind of act from the real true place of authenticity of integration right but we're constantly you know traveling through that the astral plane stuff is some of us are dream masters um we like we're here to not only do work on earth but to do like like what you said do astral work so as much as we're doing work on earth maybe we're light workers and we're actually physically like helping people or doing healing jobs or we play a role in communities or we have a podcast channel um helping people with um healthier lifestyles with educating them about nutrition and fruit whatever that is hosting events to bring community together for elevation uh, working with kids in schools um giving them the right information that we probably didn't have when we were younger. Whatever that is, we're doing that on Earth, right? We're doing that in our 3D, in our 3D reality. But we can also be playing a role in the astral plane with our five, with our higher self, right? The 5D version of us in 5D, because I also see 5, 5D as astral plane as well. And that's my opinion. I'm not saying that it is. You can discern whether you want to say that or not. Just like you can say, does the moon exist or the sun exist or are the stars really there? Um, but, or is the earth flat? Or is it round? Um, but anyway, all and of that. Astral level. project and have a look at the, the, the earth from, from your astral self. And they, they say it's flat like that and it's concave. That's what one of the theories is. It's something like that. Anyway, but going back to the, the dream master, like being a dreams master, you are a soul. Um, and especially, this will probably resonate for those that, probably a bit like me and Connor, remember your dreams from young, have very descriptive um, dreams that are like helping you to orchestrate certain things in your life, and you're doing a lot with it. You probably may have that dream type, dream worker type stuff going on in, in your dream state. Um, and I personally feel I do have that going on at times, because... Sometimes I wake up from dreams and I'm exhausted because I was doing a lot in the dream state. And so I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, like, did I even sleep? There was a lot going on and I see lots of people. So I have these dreams where I could be seeing so many people I've never met in my life before. But I'm, I'm, I'm with them, that I'm doing stuff. I was on a tour bus with a whole load of people. There were actors and actresses and I was one of them as well. So it's like I've got different... <coughs> I'm I'm a different person in some of these moments and I'm going in to do the work to help these timelines change. It's a bit like Sam from Quantum Leap. I was talking to Connor about that the other day. Shout out to my Quantum Leap fans. Apparently there's like a new version of it. But go back to the 1980s and early 1990s versions of Quantum Leap. He goes back to certain quantum moments to change and shift timelines and redefine the script and the outcome of something by going into someone's body. And I feel like with the whole um, dream work, dream master type thing and doing that um, astral travelling as work is that sometimes we're embodying these different... So like our soul is going in or our self is going into certain other 
timelines and scenes to help move certain things along because we're able to do that we're equipped to do that but that's why you might wake up feeling tired now there's many people that say this that you could be giving too much of your time into that and then not getting the rest you need in your sleep so they're be mindful of that and you can actually like Connor mentioned setting the intentions to remember your dreams but you can also set the intention to not to kind of contain how much you're doing like okay I want to have good sleep allow me to get that rest and I'll do the work that I need to do within reason of my boundaries and my own sleep and healing you could set that those of you that do experience a lot of intense dreams a lot's happening there's a lot of people you're doing a lot of astral work you kind of feel that you are it also can be connected to this crown chakra being quite open. So for all of you souls that are like, you know, deep into your yogi journey, like you do yoga a lot. I sometimes find that when I'm doing a lot with my crown chakra and I'm doing certain poses and then I'm meditating and this is all lit up, like I'm just completely open and I'm receiving a lot. If I don't shut it down and I go to sleep, oh, the sleep world's a lot. Mm. And Andrea, my coach... Um, and Connor, you know her because she's your coach too. Um, she sometimes says, just make sure you zip the crown chakra. Make sure, like, if otherwise you're going to be receiving too much and it can be overpowering for you. And that can be in your waking world, but also in the dream state. Mm. So what I mean by that is when we go to meditate, we are opening up and trying to fully integrate all of our seven chakras to receive and to align and to be in the moment to be conscious and be present. And as we open that and we clear that channel, we start to receive downloads and Im images, visions, whatever, um, essences, energetic um, particles, whatever you want to call it, DNA activation, we're receiving. So when we go to close, it's important. You can just do that. You can, you know, zip, whatever, but just or put a circle around you and close your crown chakra you're not closing it off to not receive, to not not receive anything in the future, but you're kind of closing it down at that moment. Otherwise, it's left open and you could be receiving loads of things where in the waking world, let alone the sleeping time period. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, did I describe that right? Because I was going quite deep there, but I thought that that was important. I think... The one, dream master stuff. One thing that you mentioned to me after I had the, the Avatar style... Um, astral projection is uh, doing some grounding as well yeah um, I, think, I thought that was really helpful to, for me to actually put my bare feet on the, on the grass outside and just connect with, yeah. with with nature and just yeah because as well we're, we're wearing shoes all the time we're wearing socks all the time how often do you actually have time to just let all that electric charge just dissipate for you and just earth yeah yeah um, so yeah, and I also think um, I also want to make this point. So on that same topic of overactivity in the dream world, there's a reason why there's a veil um, placed over us, and we struggle to remember dreams, and we might go to bed because we're dreaming. Whether you remember it or not, you're, you're dreaming. Yeah, always. Um, um, and so there's a reason why that veil is placed over there because if, if you were to be exposed to all the craziness that's going on in the, in the multiverse of 
of reality that you're opening up to when you're sleeping, it, it might blow your mind. So your your body automatically puts and your brain automatically puts a veil on your Yeah. And so you have to work to be able to to have the ability to um, to take in all of that energy when you open and peek through the curtain. You're going to be receiving a lot in that time. So it is a process to be able to to remember and actively lift that that veil. But yeah, I think it's important to if you're if you're very active in the in the dream world and you're struggling to actually um, get some rest. Uh, true rest then also nap in the day as well and I think that's the same with me Steph and you, you're making me realise it now because I often if I have an 8 hour or 9 hour sleep which is rare uh, but even if I sleep that long I'm often still tired in the morning mm. um, and I know it's because I've been active my brain's been active whether I remember it or not yeah yeah so, yeah, this is interesting stuff. I mean, we could go on for days with this one, I think. And we're going to have to do more on this dream stuff. But let's come back to how do you remember your dreams? So imagine we've got people, we've spoken a lot about dreams and um, the types of dreams and what's, you know, subconscious thoughts going to bed and like what your day involved in like having those thoughts, before, you know, as you're nodding off. Deep state dreams is normally like you're doing energetic work, isn't it? And then waking, just waking up is the prophetic one. Um, but what if you just don't remember your dreams? Like you did, and then at one point you didn't. I mean, I've, I've very much understood that that can also be connected to your pineal gland and your third eye. So if you're not remembering the dreams, it can be kind of blocked here as well. Yeah. What's your thoughts? So, so there's a few things that you can do to to uh, remember your dreams better and you, you're right on the pineal gland point so um, look at your, your diet um, and, and the times that you're eating as well so if you're eating um, late in the night that mm. often can stop you from remembering your your dream like getting into your light body because you're still heavy um, from the food you haven't digested it so your body's still working that also means that you're not going to rest properly as well because your body can't can't um, it's still got to be active and breaking down the food that you're you're eating. Mm. Um, I think uh, yeah, the the common things that you can do to to decalcify your your pineal gland more meditation, uh, more mindfulness, uh, less um, fluoride in your in, like toothpaste changes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, writing down your dreams. I think I mentioned that before going to bed with the intention so writing down I will remember my dreams tonight mm. is, 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 a, is, a, is a useful one um, as well there's another one that I heard uh, to like, really open your third eye is a candle and the flame of the candle mm. to just stare at it for as long as you can keep staring at it try not to blink and that helps to open your third eye mm. by staring at the flame wow that's a good one. I might have to try that, actually. Yeah, I, I sometimes do it just for fun because I know my third eye is kind of super wide open. It's like, yo. Four fire. Yeah, it's better than pink eye. <laughs> that, that, that's not a good eye, is it? <laughs> no, I've got to get pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have a laugh. It was, it was getting quite serious. Um, but yeah, so... 
that that setting in intention that I'm going to remember my dream. That that reminds me of the story with Oslem. Hey, Oslem. So, so our our really good friend Oslem, part of our soul tribe. We have our little group chats, and and I think she was saying, guys, like I don't remember my dreams, um, and I can't remember the last time I remembered my dreams. And I think both of us were thinking when we shared this with her, and I'm sure she won't mind us saying, but Oslem is you know a Reiki healer, and so she takes on a lot of you know holding space for others and healing others so that already kind of takes a lot from her in in the day-to-day um and so I think when she goes to sleep there's just like a you know she's really just recharging she's kind of quite exhausted from the day so I think we did feel that that might have been you had a really good point you made because I think if if you're doing so much energetic work with other people's energies is important. Your brain's got, as I mentioned, the mechanism of creating the veil um, is super important because you, you're exposing yourself to, to so many other energies that it will be overwhelming um, and you really won't rest and it probably won't be good for your mental mental health if you did, if your brain didn't have that mechanism or closing off your, your dream recollection. But uh, the more you become uh, understanding of that, that's what's going on the more you can probably navigate between the, the energies that you're receiving from other people that are coming to you in the night and, and the things that are meant, are meant from, for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important just to know that you are dreaming. Just know, just take comfort in the fact that you, you are dreaming. Um, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's what I, I mentioned to, to us. Yeah, you sent a really cool voice note. And I think this is how it went down. He sent that voice note. I said something, but I'm I'm not going to take credit because Connor said a really good voice note. It was like, you know, know that, say that you're going to remember your dreams and set those intentions. It was quite powerful. It was very succinct. And I felt like two days later, she messaged us in the group. It was like, I remembered my dream last night. We were like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a fun, I can't even remember what the dream was about. We're not trying to expose their dreams yeah, here. But no, it was a powerful dream. But it was a powerful one. Oh, there was another one that happened when I was in New York. Mm, that's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, that was a powerful one. But then she wrote, so that before that one, mm. which was, it was the one before that was like opening the gateway yeah. to her remembering her dreams again. And then she had a really powerful one. Mm. It was like a, a tornado type dream. It was like a real, yeah, it sounded really, it was, it was, but we, we tried to give our opinions of that and it resonated, didn't it? Yeah. 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 And I think as well, um, with remembering your dreams, you might want to, um, you might have guides or um, ancestors that have passed on that you connect with on a on a regular basis or maybe an infrequent basis but you might want to call on on them and ask them to to give you some assistance with uh dream recollection and um, i know that this is definitely possible i had a really strong connection to my my grandparents um and they often pop up in my dreams and if i set the intention then i'd actually speak to my my granddad um, as if he's in front of me because I know his energy is still there and I just look to the, to the skies and, and, and speak to him um, and use a lot of emotion when I'm doing that and a lot of truth and doing it from a place of, of truth and wholeness as opposed to lack and desperation and mm. beg, please, please, I'm not yeah. there on yeah. my knees begging 
because that energy only reaffirms lack. So, yeah. I mean, the standing, saying, I'm commanding this right now and I'm sharing my love with you as you did for me brings a connection and it's always important for me if I'm connecting with my, my, my grandparents um, that I bring that love connection into it because that is emotive and that once that my emotions start stirring um, I can then do the work that I need to do in that meditative state go to bed and I kid you not every time that I do that and it's authentic and I do it from a place of power I, I'll have a dream that is powerful and they'll either be directly in my dream. I'll, I'll never have a dream where you come up and say, oh, Connor, this is what you need to do in your life. Because I'm not asking for for specific directions. Yeah. I'm asking for assistance in certain things, but I don't want you to outlay the map for me. I'm asking for you to, to come in and, and, and support me. Um, that often really works for me as, as well. and often they'll, they'll be in my in my dreams. I'm really glad you brought this up because actually I, I wanted to talk about this and I thought this would be a great way to wrap, to talk about ancestors, passed away loved ones, key people that played a role in our life. And for those that have lost like a parent, so it's going to be 10 years for my mum that's passed. Um, and my mum's constantly in my dreams. And I think it's a beautiful thing. It's something I'm scared of. Sometimes I'm not actually consciously asking her to be in the dreams, but she's there. Um, and when, when, when she first died, it was, it was a bit challenging. Of course, it would when you lose a parent, it's something that I think is one of the most life-changing things that can ever happen. Um, and even now, when I say to people, oh, my mum's passed her, oh, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. This was all meant to be, like, I'm, I'm really happy. And... Because I know my mum's with me, right? So people don't sometimes understand that, but I've got to that point and I'm very grateful for that because I know not all of us can get to that understanding. But being the Scorpio that I am, I love death and rebirth and I understand that the occult is what it is, right? This is Death is not really death. And we're all entities and it's all energy and it's all we're all souls living multiple experiences. We just came in human form for this moment, incarnation of Earth. So my mum's energy is so much still present within me and around me. Um, and as I really started to understand that as the years went on, like I've had my mum in many dreams, but I think it's interesting because it's, it's like warming. It's not like I've asked her to be in the dream, but sometimes it's really warming. Sometimes I'm doing work where I'm healing me and I'm healing her. And I truly believe that that's a lot of my healing. You know, when we heal, we heal our ancestral lines and... Especially with my mum passing, there was things that she couldn't heal while she was like, you know, in the 3D form on Earth that I was meant to take on. And I know that that was part of my mission. So sometimes the, some of the dreams had that. But I have dreams that it's just like, the other day I was in Spain or Ibiza or something like that. And my mum and dad were alive. Both of them together. I mean, my dad's still alive. Um, but I mean, they were both there and it was like we was on this holiday and they were peaceful and calm and we went away on holiday. And it's kind of funny because I mentioned to someone yesterday about that a holiday I had with my mum and dad in Malta, the three of us. And then that was in the dream a few days ago. Hmm. It wasn't Malta, it was in Spain. And I don't think I ever went to Spain with my mum and dad. Um, but yeah, um, th that was really interesting because that was just like a peaceful dream. But there was times in my life where... And it's been many times in my life because I've gone on this real deep 
journey of one. This stepping into the unknown, shedding the skins, letting go of people, situations, so much. And just walking a path on my own, even just switching off from family, like so much so. But my mum would appear in certain moments, even in my divorce and stuff. I had no one, like literally it was very much on my own. And my mum would appear and even when it wasn't even that severe and I was going through moments like, even in the last few years, I'm going through moments of change, like leaving certain situations with, whether it's to do with friends or a romantic situation or whatever it is, but there's a change and I'm stepping into a new place, which is kind of unknown. I'm having to level up. My mum would just be in that dream. Mm. And I feel like that's, it was just her way of going, I know you're not asked for help. So as much, but you always call it on your angels. I feel like when I call on my angels, my mum's part of that realm, right? So that's just her way of just showing her maternal support to me mm. as I'm doing what I'm doing. So I feel like for those of you that are not afraid of connecting with ancestors, parents, family in the dream world, as long as, as, long as there's no fear, like you were saying, you know, um, feeling of limitation, but feeling of like, you, you can experience it. Or if you just stay open, just gen energetically, when you're open in life from this heart space, and you're energetically open, you can receive them in your dream world, in your 3D world, because it comes in synchronicities, it comes in music, it comes in numbers, it comes in, you know, actually today, I was in the queue in Marks and Spencer's while I bought about 20 passion fruits, and you're probably like, she did buy them from dream fruit. It's because I told him that I like the purple ones. And they're maracuja, not maracula, whatever he calls it. Maracuja. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, um, but there was this man and he went, those were the days. And I looked up and that was my mum saying. And then I just smiled at him because I saw my mum was embodying this man's energy. And I was like, those were the days. I didn't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> But my mum liked, there's a song called Those Were The Days, and then she sang it at my brother's 40th, which was years ago, because now I'm almost 40. But um, she she said, she sang, she sang the song, and she was like, those were the days. And so when the man said it, and he was, hey, he had like a nice smile. I looked at him, and I was like, those were the days. And he goes, yeah, because they don't have the soft red peppers anymore. And I was like, oh, they don't? And he was like, no, they don't. I was like, well, those were the days. And he goes, they've had some really nice stuff in this in here that they stopped doing. I was like, ah, oh, it's the way it goes, eh? But do you know what? And he's like, what? I was like, I reckon you could do a better red stuffed pepper, you know? And he goes, you reckon? I was like, yeah. I think you should remember what I said and this week make that red stuffed red pepper because the lady of Marks and Spencer said that you're better than M&S. Not promoting M&S, by the way, but it's just because I was there. Um, and he was like, oh, and he just looked really chuffed. Like I just inspired him for that moment to go, do you know what, probably, because... I probably can. I can, you know. I was like, of course you can. And he's like, yeah, but do I have the time? I was like, look, now you're making excuses, mate. Come on. So I was like, have a beautiful day. And it was just so nice. This is good to embody the energy that come, comes to you as well. So you're saying, like, your your mum comes to you in your dreams and then she comes to you in, in real, real life as well. Yeah. Moments like that. And you embody it. You're, you're just celebrating that person's existence. And you, you, you're doing a lot of healing work in, in that moment. And... That's just natural for you because I know that's the type of person that, that you are. But I think it's important to, to remember that when inspirations, bringing it back to dreams now, when inspirations come to you um, that are in alignment with dreams that you've had, 
act on your highest excitement at that at that moment and follow it through as far as you as far as you can because I mean this that that's living the dream, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely that. And I feel like this episode about dreams could definitely have another follow-up episode about dreams. Mm. And um, there's a few other concepts that Connor's going to probably take on regarding dreams inspired by dream fruit so I'm all for that because I love the fruit and I love the dream world and I feel like this is a very exciting space to explore further but the whole point of living the dream I wholeheartedly just want to put my hands on my heart chakra right now and just say I'm living the dream because I'm here speaking about this topic with a like-minded soul thank you family and just just loving life and all of its unfolding and the unknown, like finally realising that the unknown is the most exciting thing that you can have in your life mm. when you surrender to the flow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it really. Surrender and enjoy. I mean, we, there's so many things that you could choose to stress about, but that, that, that's a choice at the end of the, end of the day. The only thing that is real is the moment that you're in right now and you have the ability you've got the free will to make the best of the very moment that you have right now as i say these words to you so you could be doing in the middle of whatever you're doing or watching this video with 100 percent focus you realize you're living in the moment right now and actually take that energy embody that and and push that out as from your from your inner self as brightly as you can well i think that's well said and uh, no more to say there eh yeah, yeah. I think we, like you said, we could talk for for ages, and we could do episodes on episodes on dreams, and that's probably something that we should do. And there's some stuff in the pipeline that we've got got um, with the, the dream divine divine dreams kind of theme. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got that to look forward to, guys. Well, thank you for listening, everyone, and we shall catch you soon. Don't forget to like and subscribe Divine Feminines on YouTube and all major podcast platforms, and you can check out dreamfruit.co.uk where you get some amazing fruit from Connor. .uk, sorry. Not dot. co, not co, just .uk. Oh, okay. I got that one wrong. I always do that, you know. Anyway. Well, it's because now people will remember Yeah, .uk. they'll remember. But it'll be on, it'll be on the page and also check out some of Connor's amazing spoken word. He did it at our event um, uh, just a week back and there's going to be more to come with our events, experiences and retreats as a team. And Sending you all peace, love, light and abundance. Bye, soul tribe.